You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Wonderful to fly a mile out in front. In second place, good fellas. Tricky Mickey will have the job of trying to run it down. Wonderful to fly is well clear. This race was over in a twinkling of an eye. It's uh, 10, 12 metres in front of good fellas and then Tricky Mickey. But an easy win to Wonderful to fly. Absolute procession. And the mare wins by 12 metres. Second home. We know how good she is. Wonderful to fly. Her record tells us that. 27 wins from 44 starts. Of course, uh, Maddie Young's brother, Shane, prepares Wonderful to fly. And Chris, I know that she accepted for the Singo at Menangle on the weekend, uh, but she's been scratched for the race. What's the latest with her, Wonderful Fly? Just grounded in Perth, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, just logistics uh, made it really difficult. And given that these horses that are contesting the Singo are required to be in the retention barn, uh, it just made it a really difficult sort of um, uh, exercise to get her from Perth to Melbourne and then Melbourne to Sydney and then they're or in time to be in the retention facility. So it just became too much. So they've elected to keep her there. So not only have we missed out on seeing Wonderful to Fly here in Brisbane during our recent constellations, she's no chance now of contesting uh, the, the Eureka because she basically needed to go around in the Singo here on Saturday night. So she is out. Uh, it's interesting with that race on Saturday night, Steve. Four three-year-olds accepted. Captain Hammerhead, who won the feature at Bendigo last week. Montalbano, Don Hugo, naturally gifted. And they're taking on the four-year-olds. So it's going to be very interesting, this race. The winner, uh, well, the horse out of this race, a horse out of this race, will represent John Singleton. So within an hour of that race being run, he'll deliberate and then make his announcement. So as we now know, Wayne and Julie Loder have... Uh, announced that their uh, slot is going to their own horse in Rip. So there's only one slot left, and that's John Singleton. So he's got the choice of these runners lining up in his race on Saturday night. Will it be Tim's a trooper? He was enormous winning on Saturday night, but it is going to be very interesting. The other notable omission from the singer there on Saturday night is the Victorian pacer, I think. Now, he is in a rich vein of form. Aaron Dunn was tossing and turning about whether he'd head to Sydney to tackle this race uh, in preparation for the Eureka. He wasn't amongst the, uh, the noms there, and obviously he's not amongst the acceptors. So he's obviously going to stay in Victoria, aim towards the Vic bread. So it's a, a horse from this race that is going to represent John Singleton. Mm. Tim's a trooper. Um, that was extraordinary. I happened to catch that race live on Saturday night and watching it thinking, oh, this horse has got to get, you know, probably run a place at best given the work that he did in the run, you know, and the death seat worked around, uh, running a bit, and he just brained them. Was that going to be one of his best wins, if not his best performance? I, I would venture to say that, Steve. I thought it was a PB performance there. Really, you see him driven in that sort of manner as well. So, obviously, they were mindful that, you know, he needed to be at his absolute best in preparation for the Singo this week, and then ultimately the Eureka, if he's good enough to get that slot. So... They went out there and they made the statement. So over that middle distance trip, time was extraordinary. A tick over 152. He had a proven Group 1 winner sitting right on his back. He had a cold shot and he just dropped him at the top of the lane. So, yeah, PB performance, no question. So it's going to be very interesting. I still think Leap to Fame is clearly the horse to beat. Catch a wave. Yes, he was back in the winner's circle there on Saturday night. He needed to win that race just to maintain his position. The Lost Storm was a winner on Saturday night. Was he super impressive? 
Probably not. Captain Ravishing, he, he's long odds for mine to, to feature in the Eureka. And then you're going out to, to even longer odds. So his race to lose the Queensland, a leap to fame. Hopefully he'll start this Friday night at Albion Park. All right, first guest this morning is Trent Dawson. And he joins us now. Trent, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. How are you? Really well, really well. Now, it's a big night here on Saturday night, Q-Stars race night, so we've got all the size stakes racing, four Group 1 features, and you're set to play a major role. For real life, we'll start with him. He's your uh, pin-up pacer, the three-year-old. Uh, he disappointed last time out. As we now know, he's had that little issue. But he was back at the trials last week. He was, he was absolutely breathtaking with that performance last week. Did he surprise you with the ease in which he won that trial? Um, I mean, uh, so surprise is probably the wrong word. I'm uh, very relieved to see him do it. Uh, I've got a lot of faith in the horse, always, always kind of have. And, I mean, it's, it's been a little bit checkered at, at different times, whether he's, you know, even whether he's fully shown his ability so far. Um, <clears throat> but it'd be nice to be able to, to reproduce that performance on a race day. And, um, you know, like it, it was only a trial, so so there's a lot more. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more to the other horses around him that uh, in that trial that probably could have, Put out, but we, um, yeah, we we had to we had to sort of go out there, and that was that was our only hit out for a couple of months. So we had to um, we had to really make make that count. So uh, yeah, tickle pink with that. Um, so yeah, on to Saturday night. All right. Now, just on that trial, you were able to come off the back of Speak the Truth, who's a year older and a, a proven star in his own right. And you you went straight past him, twenty six five on the way home. The mile rate was fifty three one. So. Whilst you're happy to make, you know, or talk up the, uh, the the rivals there, it was just the manner in which he did it. He he was super last week. Oh yeah, he he was, and uh, and it probably it probably helps back to the fact that I, I think, you know, his last three or four runs that we probably gave him, uh, while realistically it was only his last performance that he disappointed, and and it was probably as much a, you know, not a great drive as much as it was a, a bad run, but um, you know, I, I think he was probably carrying it for his last three or four three or four runs the the little issue that he did have so i mean we we may have unlocked a key to uh you know to where to where this horse's ability may eventually take him okay now importantly now he's had that little operation the uh, the little tie back surgery with the, the, the throat there how did he come through the trial last week and was there any cause for concern at any stage in running last week yeah well it, it wasn't a tie back chris it was actually it was an epiglottic entrapment so um they just use a laser to, to split an extra extra bit of skin or mucosa or whatever they like to call it um, that, that covers the epiglottis that sort of ju just forms whether he had a little virus at some point and um, you know, sickened it. But it, it it was it was sort of reasonably it was it was a it was a quick and quick and simple procedure. Um, it was a recovery process that's really um, you know the horse is really recovered well from it. So um, uh, you know we we sort of took it easy at first and, and and that was the advice to sort of take it easy for the first couple of weeks after it and, um, and hopefully that'll allow us to, to to go harder sooner um you know by, by being really really cautious early on and we and we were and um it seems like you know the trial last week um you know he's out, out in the paddock the next day bucking around um so yeah i think I think he, he took no ill effects physically from it, and uh, and you know we we, we checked his checked his throat, and it still still looks really good. So um, you know I, I don't envisage that it's going to be an excuse for us uh, on Saturday night, but um, yeah, hopefully we don't need excuses. 
Yeah. So he hasn't started now. It'll be seven weeks on Saturday night since his last run. It's 2,138 metres, but showing uh, from that trial last week, uh, he looks up to the mark. He looked really sharp, and he still looked that beautiful colt that he's always been throughout his career. So barrier draw conducted yesterday. Were you a little disappointed when, uh, when you drew out barrier 11? Oh, obviously, um, you know, barrier 11 is... <coughs> it, it, it's not a pretty number to look at. Uh, we all want barrier one. Uh, we just got two barrier ones, but, uh, um, <laughs> you know... It, it's one it, way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it could it could be worse. I mean, it, it's it's one of those races. I, I think I think it's going to be... Um, whilst it doesn't look like a, a front row littered with pace, I, I think the the bookends on the front row are probably going to uh, the one on the six and seven are probably going to have to make that first couple of hundred metres interesting because I, I think they, they've got to do that for themselves. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, we've got to hope that sitting back uh, sitting back for that, that first half of the race is going is to play in our favour. And, um, you know, obviously if you draw one, you, you're still going to be pretty confident. Uh, I'd be more confident if I drew one. But, um, yeah, we've we got lots of options. Unfortunately, just not many good ones. All right. Tell me this. Uh, just looking at that field, for sheer speed... Your guy's the quickest. Oh, there's actually there's actually quite a, you know, it's probably one of those years. That there's a few that can that can drop low twenty seven or even better twenty better than twenty seven quarters in there. Um, I'd probably I'd probably say that you know speed wise, there's probably maybe a couple that can match him. Um, what what probably hasn't been proven in in, in this lot, and, um, you know, is the real the real pure staying ability um, and the the ability to to put that speed on the end of a, a genuine run race and hey I mean probably neither have we I mean I mean we we've sort of been noted our whole career as being a front runner um you know I, I've sort of always said that we we're not we're not just a one-trick pony and um I hope I hope I'm, hope I'm going to be right come Saturday night all right well that's for real life going around in the three-year-old Colts and Gildings group one triad let's go to the four-year-olds now the Colts and Gildings or the Entires and Gildings betting origin future assured both come up with nice draws you've got speak the truth drawn in between you there he's got gate two uh firstly uh, are you driving future assured yeah i'm going to drive future assured and um matt elkins at this point is going to drive uh betting origin okay. um so yeah okay, now we, we I'll, have give the the I'll give him the better draw to, to deal with matt matt can deal with the barrier <laughs> one i'll uh, i'll do the gentlemanly thing and take barrier five or six or whatever it is i think we were so. <laughs> Okay, so you, you got a good insight into Speak the Truth last week at the trial. Can Future Assured beat him, test him? Oh, I would have really liked to have uh, to drawn to have an, have the, the barrier draw edge on Speak the Truth. Um, you know, uh, good logic and probably probably everything that tells us what Speak the Truth has done, um, particularly over the last two months, says that no, like we we can't beat him. But uh, I, I do think you know. Future assured at the start of the carnival, his first couple of runs were really good, and and I think he he just tapered off a little bit. He sort of didn't quite handle that. I think I think he was up to that level, but that racing at that level week to week kind of hurt him a little bit. By the end of it, we didn't see the horse that um, we thought he he probably was. Uh, but he but he'll go into Saturday night, so he hasn't raced for four or five weeks, I think, on Saturday night from his last start. And um, which I'm not I'm not concerned about at all. It was actually it was all part of the plan really because he. Um, I think he's much better fresh, and so I mean I think we're I think we're going there on Saturday night to take him on um, probably as 
better than what we were our last couple of uh, engagements together. But um, yeah, he, he's got got a much better barrier draw, so he, he's going to have to um, take the early points. Okay. Now, just for sheer speed, for real life future assured, who, who would be quicker out of the pair? Oh, for real life, he um, yeah, yeah, he can, he can he can turn speed on like it's yeah I. I <coughs> I, I don't don't ever have a, have any clue how fast you're going because you don't assume you're running a 26 quarter when he's running them. So it's um yeah, it's quite scary. All right. Uh, now in the four-year-old mares uh, triad final, Magical Mayor, she's the defending champ. She won it as a three-year-old. Can she go back to back? Well, she she was hitting hitting the straps at the right time. Um, she still is. She she went really good last week. I thought too. Um, unfortunately, the the main dangers in that race have all drawn better than us again this week. So. Um, I mean that. That being said, uh, good barrier. Good barriers aren't aren't a um, aren't a guarantee of where you where you're going to finish. And and I, and I think once again this this front row on Saturday night in that mares race, whilst whilst it may map just at first glance, it, it looks quite simple. I, I think it could be a little bit more hotly contested that first couple hundred metres than what it may be on um, at first glance. So I mean, if, if if that is the case, I mean, which is what we we kind of need. That once again, we need we need them to. Um, to to take it up a little bit that first few hundred. I mean, maybe they can drag us into the race thereafter. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but she was definitely a pass mark last week. That was a strong race, and uh, she wasn't far away. Yeah, well, you know, racing from back in the field isn't necessarily her way of go. And um, you know, I dare say, probably at some point this week, we'll have to get, we'll have to get her up to be somewhere forward. Um, you know, so so the harder they go, sort of take that bit of edge off them early. Well, then. Yeah, that, that that might be the little level up that we need, but um, we, do, we do need something to level us up a little bit from that draw. All right. Now, after Saturday night, what are plans with some of these stable stars of yours? Well, I don't really know uh, the plans. I think they probably we'll probably just sort of race them on a little bit uh, directly for the next month and um, see what they, uh, particularly the older the older couple there, Magical Mayor and uh, Future Assured, and just just see where they where they are and just. Just try and race them through their Saturday night classes a little bit, and um, and yeah, well, for real life, we're sort of, um, you know, he he is New South Wales Challenge eligible as well, so um, that that's a, that's a thought. Uh, I don't really want to get too far ahead of what this week is, but I mean, I, I think I'd, I'd really love to see him at Menangle. I, I think I think it'd it'd be, you know, he's quite a large horse, as you sort of know. Um, clean clean gate, he does he does everything. Pace, pace is perfect, but I, I, just, I just get the feeling he, when he gets to a bigger track, he's going to really appreciate it. Is there a chance that you could nominate for the consolation of the Eureka? I think it's called the Stockade. It's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Is there any sort of possibility that you could consider that with either for real life or future assured? Oh, I got to be honest, Chris. I didn't really even uh, didn't really even know that existed or what what the conditions were of that. But uh, I mean. Def- Definitely, that's uh, that's something that could uh, that could definitely be given some thought. Because uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? A hundred thousand is still a hundred thousand. So um, I mean, that's if they if they race race well on Saturday night, it will be you know luck's going to play a big part on their finishing results. But if they race well, then we we've got all those options we can definitely look at. All right. Well, we'll see uh, how we uh, fare on Saturday night. But they're fit and firing and ready to go. Yep, they are, Chris. So uh, hopefully we uh, get a little bit of luck. Just not bad. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate the time, Trent. We'll see you at Trackside later today. Thanks, Chris. Catch up.
There's Trent Dawson joining us. So some terrific chances there for real life going around in the three-year-old Colton Geldings final. Future assured, certainly going to be one of the major players trying to take down Speak the Truth. As we know, Speak the Truth is contesting the Tab Eureka. He's representing Racing Queensland after winning the Hayden. So that is going to be a good race. Captain Shuffles will back up after his second behind Tim's a Trooper last week. So that promises to be a really good night on Saturday night, Friday night. It's going to be a strong card. We'll have those fields coming Coming through later today, maybe leap to fame. We'll step out, so we'll wait and see. Uh, Graham Dwyer is about to join us now. Graham, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Seven hundred career wins for you as a trainer across the weekend. Congratulations. No, thank you. Um, that was good to get. Did you know that you were close to that milestone sort of mark? Uh, a mate of mine mentioned it to me when I was about three off. So um, well, that's only a heads up I had. Okay, well, the team's going well. Can you make it a really special occasion now by claiming a Group 1 on Saturday night with quick change? He's already the winner of the Breeders' Classic. Barrier draw held yesterday. You landed Gate 1. Were you happy with that news? Uh, I think it's terrific. Um, the horse is doing super at the moment. Uh, couldn't be happier. He keeps training on instead of training off. Um, so I'm really excited about this week. Okay. He won last week. He was up against the older rivals last week and uh, he had gate seven and he was a long way back. Uh, even at the 400 metre marker, he was still a long way back. In many ways, Graham, he had no right to win last week, did he? Oh, I didn't think so. He, um, he had a bit of a chequered pass even early. Um, he had some, like, a horse come up the inside and he had to sort of float forward with it and float back and, and the similar thing happened towards from about the 400. So, um, you know, I, I thought the run was full of merit and uh, it sort of um, galvanised what we've been thinking about in the last Did you uh, remain confident at the 400 metre marker last week or did you cash your tickets in and think it's uh, it's Mission Impossible here? Uh, yeah, the second one, Chris. I, I thought we're not. <laughs> but, you know, because he had the cover there, I thought once he pops and if he moves, I thought, you know... Um, you know, he'd be right in it because he's got a good turn of foot. So, um, you know, the horse keeps on improving. He's only green still, but he's definitely getting better. Yeah, and that's a point that I wanted to sort of dig a little deeper with you this morning. He's such a durable type, this guy. So he's had 15 starts already as a two-year-old, but as we get deeper into the season, he still looks like or gives the impression that he's still learning and he's getting better each and every time he steps out. Last week, a, a really solid case there that, you know, the maturity's starting to kick in now. And with a little bit more luck, his record could be a lot better. Not that it's a bad record, but it could be a lot better. In a few of those big races, he had bad draws and checkered runs. So, you know, hopefully here on Saturday night with gate one and the penny starting to drop, he can claim a big one again. Yeah, I think that's um, really good points to make there because the early start, they, they weren't really... He wasn't really bad you know, as much as he was in the race. He wasn't really um, mended enough to sort of hold his position to start and um, take advantage of different things or, or make his own luck, where I think now he's got all those things coming together. Um, let's say the last five or ten starts is when he's really starting to get it together now. So um, I, I really think he's... You know, he's going to go a long way this course, um, just for high speed. Um, and he's still growing. He's, he's, he's a very good boy. So I uh, can't wait for spelling, to be honest.
Yeah, and just going through a few of those recent features, like the pale face Addy obviously had the inside of the second row, got beaten for less than a length there, uh, and in the Albion Park Gold Final, uh, he had a, a sticky draw where it was leader behind leader. So, and they didn't go super fast; it was more or less a sprint home, which probably wasn't ideal for him. So. Like I said, with a little bit more luck in those features, his record could be a lot better. Now, the big question with Saturday night, gate one, how much gate speed does he have? Well, he's very fast. That's um, the big thing. And, and uh, we thought I'd be at half um, hitting the switch a bit, I suppose. But um, let me tell you, if he, if he livens up off the gate, they won't cross him. So, um, you know, because he's just that quick. But uh, I feel he's managed it better. And he's forced back from the driver's side 100%. So, um, you know, oh, tonight's Saturday night will be the night to find out. Um, you know, change in control of that. You know, we've got the right driver on, so I'm sure we'll do well. No doubt you've gone over the field since the uh, the draw was conducted. How do you sort of see it? Cosmic Flyer 3, Balboa Rock 4, and then you've got Bronski Zulu drawn 8, and Delhi Row, he's drawn 2 off the second row. So you know where your dangers are? You've run the race through the head a few times already? Yeah, Bronski Zulu is definitely um, the main danger as far as I see, and, uh, and Delhi Row is, is flying as well. So um, I rate those horses very, very highly. I do think if we can get the right sort of sectionals, we can sort of, you know, hold a, you know, hold them off. Um, yeah, but I, I still, I, I, don't, I even think you can do it stronger than that too. So I, I'm pretty confident with our guy. I just can't wait till Saturday night and uh, wait till it's over, really. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, the, the backstory with Quick Change, this is a good one because when you went through the sales, you weren't sure and then you found out what the reserve price was and that's basically what you had to pay to get him. It was a, um, yeah. a good decision by you at the time, wasn't it? Well, he's closely related to um, She's Mr Vine, so there's a horse in the family that are like, is easy to like beforehand, before the sale. And, and, and I didn't think, we went and looked at him, he looked magnificent and I thought, oh, be nice to get something like this and um anyway we found out what the reserve was just before he come up and uh we thought well we didn't have the money but we, we had a table of, of uh people there and and we all chipped in and, and we come up with the with the horse mm. and a good bunch of people raised this horse too oh super you know from all different sort of um aspects of the game you know some retiree people in it you know a lot of people are just passionate about racing and, uh, and they've, they've all in this one horse together and it's just so great to see. Yeah. Bred by Darren and Gail Garrard, they'll be cheering on louder than most on Saturday night for you. Oh, well, you know, there's no question. Like, Darren gave me a, you know, um, tell me the reserve and, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm sure he really wanted the horse to come to someone like myself and I'm very grateful for that because, you know, we've um, been friends for a long time and, and I'd love to do a good job with the horse, which sort of helps his breeding um, down, the, down the track of this man. So. Yeah. Well, it's a good story, and hopefully there's another chapter to be written on Saturday night. Today, you've got a number of runners stepping out today. I'll go through them quickly. Heston Zoolander, he's been out of sorts at his last couple, but we know what he's capable of, and he looked good in a recent trial. Can he win this race today? Well, let's press he can. He's... He's very headstrong. It's, um, it's been a trade of his all the way through his racing career. Um, you can get two different horses, obviously. I do think the conditions suit um, him winning today. 
you know, because I think he can sort of roll forward, you know, and uh, and roll at a comfortable bat and hope to get home. So we're very happy with him at home, you know, but he does have to, you know, just keep it together a little bit. All right. Race five today, number five, rolled in gold. A little bit sticky, the barrier draw, but she's more than capable. Yeah, she's capable. Definitely in the right, like, she's in the right grade. I don't know if this is the right grade, but it's pretty close to it. Um, she's been racing well, not beaten far. Um, like you said, she might have to do a little bit too much work to be in the race early or maybe too far back to get into the race. So um, we'll wait and see what happens, but apart from that, we're happy with her. But if she does down a few more classes, I'm sure that will help her. Okay. Race eight today, despondent. He's drawn out. He's got to overcome the outside gate here, but he's going well. Yeah, no, we're really happy with him, actually. He's uh, he's doing well. He feels well. And, uh, you know, the gate's tricky, but it's the sort of race he could sort of pop up. So, um, you know, we're, we're pretty happy with that fella. All right. And then your last runner today is Lovebite in race nine. He's been a good addition to the stable. He's got the hoof right on the tilt. Yeah, I think so, Chris. He, um, to be honest, he's probably racing some good horses there. You know, they can get home in quick sectionals. And, um, I'm hoping today's race won't be as, as solid as that, but he's going to be further back. So uh, as long as he runs a nice, decent race again and, uh, and gives something to cheer for at the end of the day. All right, Lane's driving both Despondent and Love Bite. 15 wins on the board already for Lane. Are you happy with his progression? Yeah, Chris, he's, um, you know, he's very humble and he's, he's taken on, you know, some criticism and, you know, like some things where he can improve and, you know, it's all I can ask from him, you know, like he, he's putting himself out there and having a go uh, and he's not getting dinked by when things don't go well. He's trying to get it better. So he'll get better just because of that. All right, excellent. Hey, really appreciate the time this morning, Graham. Good luck today, but more so on Saturday night. Hopefully that Group 1 victory uh, is yours on the weekend. I hope so, Chris. Thank you very much. There's Graham Dwyer joining us. So he's got a terrific chance with quick change landing that inside gate there in the two-year-old Colts and Gildings final. Let's continue to focus on Cubred Triad Night this Saturday night at Albion Park. Greg Mitchell, the Vice Chairman of the Albion Park Harness Racing Club, now joins us, and he's got a couple of runners. Greg, good morning. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, one good draw, one bad draw. Blackjack Cripper, he's drawn the outside of the second row in that Colts and Gildings final, but your filly missed consequences, lands a good draw in gate two. So how do you sort of uh, read those draws? Oh, you've got to take good and bad as you get them, and um, we would have liked two good ones. But, um, yeah, look, uh, obviously the Phillies drawing OK. Obviously, I think the one's going to be very hard to beat. Tried super the other day, and um, we'll just have to find a spot and hopefully um, you don't get a split late. But, um, look, that, that Philly's going well, and she keeps progressing. She's, um, yeah, she'll be a better three-year-old, but, um, you know, we've made it there, so, you know, we'll let her go. Has she been a surprise pack at Miss Consequences? She's beautifully bred, um, but just the way she keeps stepping up and she's getting better as the season gets longer. So what were the expectations? Has she been the surprise packet? Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she has surprised us a little bit from when she started. We, we, she's obviously come along and, um, as you said, she, she just keeps progressing. So um, I don't think we've found where she'll get to yet. She's well bred, as you said, and I think... Um, by the look of us, look, you know, I think strengthening up and as a three-year-old, we hope that she'll be better. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, she just keeps stepping up to the mark. So um, Saturday night will be her biggest test. But, um, 
Yeah, I'd all be happy if she can run in the top five. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, she's aiming for a hat-trick there on Saturday night. And the three-year-old, or the two-year-old uh, gelding, Blackjack Cripper, I like him. And I think he's got three-year-old written all over him. He's built a really nice little record so far, but the best is yet to come. Yeah, I think you've described it pretty perfect. I think, um, I think the down by the seasides are going to make better older horses. I don't think we've seen, you know, a really good up-and-going two-year-old out of them. And... Um, you know, he, he's a really progressive and, again, I think, as you said, a nice break into him. He'll furnish out nice. Um, his run the other day was really good. And, uh, you know, the Bron Bronski's Lulu horse, which is obviously very talented. And um, he'll follow the speed well. So, um, again, um, he won't disgrace himself, but the draw's very hard. All right. You put a bit of pressure on him before he even stepped onto a racetrack with his name because you're a staunch Carlton man, so you should be up and about at the moment. You've named him after the skipper. I am, I am up and about, and I will be. Uh, I'll probably miss race one and two because they are playing the Gold Coast Suns this week, and I will be there. But then I'll come up the highway to uh, to watch the horses. But um, yeah, look, anything's possible, as as Carlton have showed, Chris. Um, probably uh, eight weeks ago, uh, I was kicking cans. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll 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 just hope for the best. Just on the footy, are you the team to beat? Oh, look, I think the way we're playing, I think, um, I don't know about the team to beat, but I think we're definitely competitive with the uh, with the other, you know, four, four top sides. So I think a um, few players back, you need a lot of luck. Um, the way it's looking, we probably don't have to travel if we make the finals out of Melbourne, which is a plus. So our history probably says we can't, but, um, you know, they said Stephen Bradley couldn't win a gold medal either, didn't they? Mm, true, true. Now, just uh, back on the horses, last Saturday night, Miracle Moose, you bought this horse from Perth, he's a well-credentialed horse, and he was able to break through for his first win at Albion Park. Came as no surprise, because he's been running some really good races of late. Yeah, he has. His times, um, his sectionals have been super. Um, he, I still think he's, you know, really getting to where he's going to get to. He's not, you know, um, right there yet. I think there's a little bit more in him, and... Uh, yeah, I, th I think with the right runs in the races moving forward, you know, he's not the best horse, but, you know, he'll, he'll put himself in the mix. OK, will he be nominated for the Inter-Dominion later this year? Yeah, he'll be nominated. Um, obviously, it's in our own backyard, so uh, we've got to have a runner. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many interstate horses want to come up here after a long season. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll take your ownership hat off, put your club hat on. New trend, you had the sale earlier this year, you're going to go around again next year. Nominations are currently open, so how long have breeders got until those nominations close for the sale? No, we've got till the end of the month. Um, you know, they're steadily rolling in, which is good, and, um, you know, we've got a couple of horses that we're looking for, and obviously we uh, we took some feedback from our vendors and, and purchasers out of last year's sale, and and the feedback was that they want to move the sale back to Albion Park. So that's where it'll be next year in, in February. Uh, the weekend of the 10th, we'll, uh, we'll, con we'll conduct the sale on February the 11th at Albion Park. Um, so and, were you... Uh, yeah, look... Sorry. Sorry, Greg, I was just going to say, were you surprised that you got that feedback that the sale wanted to go back to Albion Park? Uh, yes and no. Uh, talking to people over the last couple of years, you know, and, and, and out of that feedback, some people like to stay at, at, um, at the Magic Millions Complex as well. Chris, it wasn't all one-way traffic, but the majority of vendors didn't like the extra uh, time that it took to be away, uh, plus the cost. And, um, and the survey from our buyers was that it really made no difference to their purchasing, whether the sale was at uh, Magic Millions or Albion Park. So. Okay, so as far as uh, nominations for the this or for next year's sale, they close at the end of this month. And as far as the race series is 
concern. There's going to be some big prize money up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we're guaranteeing in the prize money that, uh, again, uh, there'll be two 125k two-year-old races, so uh, Colton Golding still uh, in the fillies. And then uh, $200,000 three-year-olds, you know, again, split between the girls and the boys, two $50,000 four-year-olds. And then, obviously, at this stage, we've still got the 50k trotters race. Um, but, um, you know, if nominations for the trotters are strong and we think that we could um, have two races, then, then we'd introduce two 50k races. So... Um, you know, we want to keep building the series out. Obviously, we'll have um, we'll have the race, the first two-year-old race next year. Um, and another, on another good news is um, there'll be a nutrient heat based in Queensland for our uh, horses that uh, went through the Sunshine Stars if they want to qualify and then go down for the nutrient series. Okay, excellent. So if people want to nominate for the sale next year, they've got until the end of the month. Do they contact the club or Nutrient? Uh, they can do either, um, Nutrient Online, they can go there or ring uh, Jim or Mark, um, but also if they're having any trouble whatsoever, just jump onto the club um, and, and the girls and, and we'll be able to help them out in there, no problem, or, or me or anyone direct. But um, And if they've got any questions or they need to know something, uh, then by all means, um, be in touch. Um, we're open and transparent about what we're trying to do here. Uh, it's a locally owned sale uh, run by the club for the industry, so and that's why we take the feedback from the industry. Okay, excellent. Hey, Greg, really appreciate the time. Best of luck on Saturday night with the horses and with the footy as well. Thanks, Chris. I'll see you Saturday.